Episode one in the books, baby. Pretty exciting, dude. Yeah. Pretty exciting. It's kind of crazy, dude. NFL superstar. I mean, mm. you know, like Marcus Ogden coming to us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's no, no, it's no slouch, you know? I mean, he's an, he's another human, but it, it's cool because just of like what he's been through in his, his resume, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, I know I was giving you a little bit of a uh, little bit of grief yesterday <laughs> with the book, but in, in all honesty, I mean, yeah. it's, it's a very, it's a very good book. Uh, it's yeah. not, it's not a long read. Uh, it's not a difficult read, but no. the narrative itself, it resonates very, very well. Um, I think anybody in sales obviously is going to resonate a little bit more tightly with it. But overall, I mean, ambition, um, drive, and hard work, those are three key components to, you know, just bettering yourself in general. I agree. I agree. Which one of those three would you say are the ones that you focus on the most? They all coincide with each other. Tell me one that that sticks out to you. I think they're all very important. Mm Mm-hmm. What sticks out to me, I think, is ambition because it's the precursor for everything. You know, like you could work very hard at something, but you may not be working hard for the right reasons. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. Um, Like wasted time or uh, like fake busy work almost. Like, oh, I worked eight hours a day. Okay, but like how long did you actually do? I'm going to be terrible at referencing this, but Mark Manson talks about it in his, the you know, the subtle the art. The subtle art of not giving yeah, a fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he talks about like not um, working for the wrong reasons or having the wrong kind of vision. So there's this, uh, the Japanese uh, warrior who got, he was, he was in one of the islands near, um, uh, near Japan and he was stranded there. And this is like way after World War II ended, but he kept fighting like the locals for like 40, 50 years almost. And in his mind, again, I'm terrible at referencing this mm-hmm. because it just come mm-hmm. up right now, but in his mind, he thought he was thinking he was working very hard to, you know, help the uh, Japanese empire. When in reality, the war ended, you know, 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. So I think you have to have like, you know, obviously the right vision, the right kind of ambition, you know, know, like you always say, like, know your why, mm-hmm. understand what that is first and then, and then go from there. Marcus does a really good point or does a really good job of like, he even said what he highlighted about himself is he knows he's good at simplifying things. And for him, what I absolutely loved is how he said, if you're in a rut and you're trying to find, like, like you were just saying with that story, self-evaluating, um, find the three things that you're good at. Just, just list three things and every, Mm -hmm. but dude, you have three things. If you're going to be that stickler about it and you're in that bad of a rut right now where you truly don't think you can do it, dude, you have at least one or two. Mm -hmm. You for sure do. Something that you're good at that you can highlight that is a positive, a strong characteristic about your character or about yourself or just a good attribute, something that you're good at. And then to find out ways, not even that you could stream revenue through those things, but how you could utilize those, um, to turn it into your passion, your why, or the next thing that you, you could be doing if if you are feeling drawn back or in a position where you're not doing what as you want. And I think that ties into the motivation versus inspiration. Mm-hmm. You know, with those three things that you write down, those inspire you. They don't necessarily motivate you. You know what I mean? I mean, yes, yeah. obviously they motivate you, but inspiring yeah. hits a little bit deeper. That's right. It's It's, again, the compassion versus empathy. It's like the inspiration versus motivation. It's just that extra oomph of motivation behind it. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, Marcus absolutely. didn't talk about this yesterday, but in his book, and this kind of goes a segues into what you were talking about, writing the three things that you're good at. He said when he was in a rut 
when he was a um, he lost. I think this was like a couple years after he had lost his construction empire, Caden. Caden. Uh, thank you. And he was working as a janitor, mm-hmm. uh, and he knew he wanted to do um, the spe- your keynote speaking, right? What he's known for now. That's right. So what he didn't reference that was in the book yesterday was he wrote down the three things that he was good at. That's kind of how he identified what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But he he went to I think it was Staples or something and went and got like three big yep. whiteboards mm-hmm. and literally wrote down here's my one year plan or here's my my daily goals my daily actions here's my you know one year plan and then here's my five year plan and then he kind of went through each one and and self evaluated you know what daily actions he needs to do to get to the one year to get to the five year you know it takes that level of what he did going that in depth with it for you for somebody i truly feel to turn it around you know like for himself to kind of be in that position like do you really think about that like put yourself in those shoes that's tough Mm -hmm. like you're an ex-nfl player and i know we hype it up like dude at the end of the day marks is just another guy like he really is he's another human being i don't care what celebrity or whatever you are like you face shit we all go through shit and he went through shit Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then, dude, to be an NFL player and then all of a sudden, like, your brother's a legend. Like, Jonathan Ogden is. Like, he he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah. Top 50. Top 50, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Dude, funny side story really quick. We used to play NFL Street, like, on the GameCube. My, my best friend, Mike Vitale, and I growing up, we used to play it all the time. Jonathan, you could pick legends when you self-pick the team. Jonathan yeah. Ogden was a lineman we always got. No shit. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But it takes that level of commitment and going to that extent to truly be able to implement an action plan that turns it around for yourself. And you don't have to be in a rut to implement those things. Like it inspires uh-huh. me to want to go home and detail my vision board more. I have mm-hmm. mine, but it's like, damn, I got to check up on it more and lay it out. It's not saying like, oh, this is exactly how the next three to six months or the next five years are exactly going to happen. Because, dude, there's no way. I mean, life throws curveballs all the time. You can't, yeah. dude. You, but I believe, though, I relate it to a ship. The captain of the ship sets the destination as to where they're going to end up or the likely destination point, right? The harbor that they're going to get to that they're aiming for. Mm-hmm. There might be storms and waves and this that shoot them off course. Pirates. Right. Pirates, <laughs> yeah. That shoot them off course, yeah. you know, but at the end of the day, you're still aiming towards that destination. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So for anybody listening, I mean, really listen with a purpose, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're getting these people to come on to give good advice. Just take a minute, write down three things that you're good at today. Do it right. Or just do it right now. Like as soon as you're done, write down the three things that you're good at and just ask yourself, like, and what I doing is what I'm doing right now in correlation to the three things that I'm good at and kind of self-evaluate. Yeah. Yeah. You may be in the wrong job. You may be in the wrong career. You may, mm-hmm. you may want to just take that next step to say, listen, my job right now does not correlate with the three things that I just wrote down. I got to, I got to do, I, I do not want to live the rest of my life knowing that these are the three things that I'm good at, which means I can do this and I'm never going to do that because I don't want to step out of my comfort zone. And sometimes it's, dude, I'm sorry, 30 months going without a paycheck. I mean, a lot of people cannot do that. And, you know, you know, obviously Marcus has a good, very good support system, Mm -hmm. but it's patience. It's understanding that there's going to be that kind of suffering. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, dude, he's killing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think he has any regret that he had to go through all of that to get where he is at 
to get where he is now. That's you know? right, because it was all a part of it, the trials and tribulations. 100%. Yeah. One thing I believe that cannot be taken out of that story is I believe he was still working as a janitor. So he was still making a minimum wage paycheck he was. while he was. But again, it's important to, like, again, and, and if you're driving, like, genuinely pause it right now. Find those three things in your head. I'm thinking of one friend right now that, that I kind of rekindled with from college where I've been seeing his posts or he even connected with me, and I see that he's, like, big into photography. I'm almost certain that he's still working at the job I knew he was working at last time I spoke to him about a year ago. Mm -hmm. Work on what it is you're good at. He obviously loves photography. He's good at it. Work on your side hustle in the extra hours that you have because you have them. Don't go home and freaking watch the the Netflix and this and that. If you're if you're serious about your side hustle, do your research in those hours. You can compromise. You have to compromise time for the things that are going to help you grow yeah, until man. your side hustle becomes your main hustle. Yeah, kind of like what we're doing. I mean, at least one of my goals. I want to podcast like full time and do it all around. You know, I'm not saying necessarily get away from mortgages, but I would love to do this more and more. We have to work to build this in the time that we have outside of mortgages until eventually this becomes just because it's grown up, it's grown to a place where our time is needed more here. Mm -hmm. So work. So find out what is good for your the three things that are are one important you you're good at and you're passionate about because I think those coincide, and then start to find the time in the day that you for sure have because you do. Mm -hmm where you could start utilizing some of those hours to put it towards that being a side hustle till it becomes a main one. I think it like um, it's okay. So 24 hours a day, you're going to sleep eight hours, right? Mm -hmm. So, and then you're working, obviously most people nine to five and mm -hmm. you're going to eat dinner. Mm -hmm. So really, I mean, it's like you either wake up earlier and do it in that time. Let's say you work up, you wake up at five and you have four hour, or let's say three hours, an hour commute. So you three hours to work on your craft side hustle there. Or then it's like that six to six to nine time frame. And then obviously if you're younger, I think you have you have less excuses mm -hmm. because you're not starting a family. Typically you're not married, or maybe you are married but you don't have kids. Yeah. Um but you have you have a little bit more of a risk to take and predominantly our audience is going to be around our demographic and mm -hmm. our, our age group anyway yeah. so dude uh, we've had to take big risks and mm -hmm. everything before and it's not easy it's not fun mm -hmm. and um you know sometimes you fail but hey yeah. at the end of the day it's like we don't have families yet so mm -hmm. we can do that we can do that stuff i would even say this is i mean this is a huge this risk. is I, this is for sure outside the comfort zone like i I dabbled in social media a little bit when I was in college, but just like the stupid posting it like a, yeah. like a normal college kid would do. I wasn't a fan of it. Like I don't really like being out in front of people all that much. I just don't. I'm on just more social. Because you're a very I'm, good speaker. On social premises. Yeah, I'm not a big social media person. I'm really not. Mm -hmm. I believe it's a habit that I'm having to put genuine time and effort into because I, I, I recognize it as something that's a key step towards helping grow this business, the mortgage business, and my brand essentially, because I think ultimately that's just where our world is going as it becomes digital is whatever it is you're doing. Yeah, you work for Progressive. Yeah, you work for State Farm. Yeah, you work for Stouffer's. But like if you, you have to be able to market yourself, I think in our world to the point where that is your brand. Like you being the culinary person is your brand. You being the insurance guy, the health insurance guy or the, the life insurance guy, that's your brand. Yeah, okay, you work for you know, State Farm or American Income Life, but like your, you know, I use my cousin as reference, you're Mitch McCovey, it's your brand, you're the insurance guy, I'm calling you, I'm not calling AIL, I'm calling you, mm -hmm. right? So I think social media is just becoming a, a, a crucial thing where, 
it, you got to dabble in it. And I'm just recognizing that for myself. I'm not the biggest fan of it, but eh, it's what it is. I'm more comfortable with it. Like, it is what it is. You yeah, know? It's just I mean, a, another tool. It's, it's a tool, and it can definitely hurt you if you use it in the wrong way. And mm-hmm. you can definitely become. You don't don't get stuck into the envy or anything like that. Marcus does a very good job, and, and he references that. Um, I don't think he said it yesterday, mm-hmm. or he may have said it yesterday. What's that? Um, using social media can help or hurt you. Mm-hmm. What you know, obviously, if you're spending too much time on social media, it's it's gonna just suck so much energy and time mm-hmm. away from you. Mm-hmm. Or if you use it as a toolkit, yeah. right, where you could, where you're able to get your name out there, is huge. He also talks about in the book creating a website, um, making sure that there's one place for all everything. So, I mean, if you have you ever seen his website? I have been on it, yeah, and I remember he referenced that in the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about he, he used to be on the platform where all the speakers were, and you had to shuffle through to try and find him, but you saw all these other speakers that you could have been sold on. Exactly. Without just before, or then he just got his own to just go directly to him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one thing I'll definitely consider doing too. Is Hell just, yeah. is just. Well, Linktree. We got to get on Linktree. Have you heard about that? It's no. like the one-stop shop where, and we'll talk to Stevie about this after. But that's important too. Andrew's been coming up to me talking about that. Where who's that? Uh, Andrew Skimbatty has been coming up and saying because he utilizes it. So, like for example, I go to Andrew's Instagram profile. Real quick, who's so everyone listening? Who's Andrew? Andrew is the greatest, the former, Kiss. a part of the greatest Kiss. former Kiss cover band ever. No, he's our he's our controller in the yeah, office. Yeah, 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 so he sees all money coming in and out. Um, awesome dude. Mm-hmm. Um, Don't get out his bad side. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so, like for example, in his Instagram bio, if I hit his link tree, it goes to. Um, where you could click on a link. It's just a, literally a one page where you click on one link where you can go and po- buy his Kiss merchant that he's done you know, for his shows. You could do the Alive 87 or whatever it was. The, his one, he's done documentaries on Kiss. I mean, he's a, he loves Kiss. Um, he's done documentaries on them, and you can click on each separate documentary, and it brings you to specific links. So, for example, you know, Tom Gallagher has his website thing through um, Anthony Tanko's friend, right? Krem. Uh, yeah, Krem. Mm-hmm. So... Tom would use Linktree for, okay, it would go to his website. It would go to Liberty Home Mortgages. He would have that. Maybe he has, like, you know, his Zillow profile on there, his Facebook. But it's all right there, you know? So I'm, that's I, that's a nice – or maybe it goes to your website as well. You have that link. I think there's a ton of things we can do. There's so many. There's so many different things. There's so many, you know? Um, yeah. Final thoughts on Marcus? I – you know, I said it to kick off. Um, I think people are really, really going to like this one, Chris. I'm, I am I can't wait for this one to come out Friday. And, and I took the review thing finally with it coming out on Apple um, and sent that to so many people. I was showing that you know, to you this morning. I sent that to so many people last night. And people responded that I just sent it to you in my like message feed saying like, yeah, man, I listened to the first two. I love it. And I'm like, man, I, I didn't even know you were listening. That's awesome, first of all. But second of all, like tune in Friday because I think a lot of people relate to the football thing. You know, yes, his story goes well beyond football. And I think, like, I don't even think football is the climax of Marcus's story. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Um, so go. Yeah, 100%. And, and, but I think the football thing is going to be very relatable because it's like, like, a lot of people just love hearing about people in those positions where, like, dude, damn, you were, you're an ex NFL player. You filed bankruptcy. Like, I have a general idea of what any NFL player would make well, without really knowing. And for him to bounce back the way he did. There's almost like, you play in the NFL, like there's some kind of like mysticism with it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I've never, I would never do that. Like, what is it? What, what's behind those doors? Like, what do you guys? Everybody's you know I mean? interested about it. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what I would say. 
What about you in conclusion, Chris? In conclusion, um, I'm so pumped. At, I was, I, like I said, I, I put a post out uh, this morning that I literally cannot wait till the, you know, our marketing team is done editing and clipping up everything for Friday. I'm a kid on, I'm a kid on Christmas. <laughs> I am so ready to, to open the, the presents, man. Yeah. It, it's going to be great. It's exciting. Um, so yeah, overall, hopefully we'll have him back one day and tell, yeah. tell him, uh, you know, see how things have been, but he's a great guy to, uh, to emulate. He's got a great That's story it. and f- I would not be surprised in five, 10 years if, you know, how people see Tony Robbins is how people will eventually see Marcus Ogden. Couldn't agree anymore. Couldn't agree anymore. So we have referenced a few streaming platforms that things are on. We want everybody to know, obviously, we are now streaming live on Apple, and that's huge. Guys, we need your help here. Please. Just a simple five-star review. Take literally two and a half minutes, and I'm not, you know, yanking your chain on that, doing a bait and switch. I promise you it's two and a half minutes. Yeah. Text me. Email me directly. Chris, do the same. We will send you a link directly to just fill it out that helps us and if you like it just share it with one person that's it you never know the butterfly effect where you share it with somebody and all of a sudden it ends up in the president's hands right you're helping the cle- you you're helping know. cleveland baby elevate cleveland <laughs> elevate cleveland guys we appreciate all listeners as always tune in every friday 10 a.m we drop thank you